0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, this is your, by all means necessary, podcast. And we have come to the vampire week. Today I'm covering one of the most famous serial killers, and yet I have known so little about this guy. Probably because I'm actually not into the vampire cases. So you see again what I do for us to save this world, you know, to discover the motives behind these crimes. This is what I do. Disclaimer number one, definitely don't listen to this if you're eating. Disclaimer number two, you probably might want to miss some of the parts if you're squeamish as hell, because it's a vampire story, it involves blood, okay? Who? Let's dive into this! Uh, guys, stick with me. <laughs> let's dive into it. In 1978, Richard Trenton Chase reached the peak in his criminal career, killing people of Sacramento households and drinking their blood. He'd escalated to human blood after years of drinking animal blood stopped satisfying him. He was caught after he killed a whole family, draining the body of Evelyn Mirov and taking her toddler's body from the scene of the crime. We have our killer, we have our victims. What was the motive? How have people discovered Richard Chase? Oh my god, okay. A quick summary of, like, the build-up of his crimes, okay? So, so he had sort of, like, a warm-up period, and then he really escalated. So, like, his background in- involved a lot of, as I mentioned, like, drinking blood of animals, and then it sort of escalated to, you know, just going into people's households and drinking um, their own blood and post-mortem. So, he'd go into the house... Shoot whoever was in his way Including the intended victim Which was always a female And then he would desecrate their body And drain their blood And by desecrating their body He would like, you know, he was a necrophiliac So he would have sex with their body He would desecrate it While having sex with them And then he would usually collect their buds In buckets And then do different things with it So he does this with all of the victims, Teresa Wallen and Evelyn Mirov, but the victims that he killed and didn't necessarily desecrate or drink their blood, but were still the non-intended victims, were Ambrose Griffin, Daniel Meredith, and David Ferreira. He was discovered because he escalated to that point with the second victim, Evelyn Mirov. He actually killed the whole family. So he just walked into the house. Evelyn was actually at the time, like, babysitting her nephew as well. So she had her child, and she was babysitting a nephew. So he walks into the house, kills the family friend, Daniel Meredith. So he kills him because he's on the way. Younger son starts running away. He kills him as well. Then there was a toddler, which was, I think, less than two years old. He kills the toddler. He goes into the bath where Evelyn was and murders her and then continues having sex with her dead body. And apparently uh, people found a yogurt cup, so he was drinking her blood while he was like stabbing her, while having sex with her. He was just like drinking blood from the yogurt cup. But then he also drained her body, all blood with buckets, went into that same tub where she was having a bath, filled it with blood, and apparently showered in it. This is not the worst part. Stay with me, okay? So, after he's done with doing this, he takes her two-year-old toddler, the toddler's body with him. The husband, like, Evelyn's husband comes back home. Just imagine this, he's following the bucket stains. So, like, on the stairs to the bath and to the room and finds his wife basically with her like intestines out yogurt cup there complete mess of a room doesn't know where his toddler is like the whole family has just been killed so he reports it to the police and now everybody's on high alert. obviously like there's a body there like they don't know if Basically, the toddler has been killed or he just kidnapped him. While the police is looking for this, they get a call from a girl that used to go to high school with Richard Chase. So Richard actually approached her. Her name is Nancy Holden. He actually approached her, like, weeks ago in front of a supermarket. She barely actually recognized him, so he just approached her and asked her if she was on a bike when Kurt died. And she's like, what is happening? Who is this person? And while, like, she's looking at him carefully, she realizes it is Richard Chase, the guy she went to high school with. So, like, his appearance has changed. He is looking really shabby, a lot skinnier than than he looked like when he was younger. If you look up Richard Chase, by the way, he, like, he looks like you just need to feed a guy. He just, like, really, those cheekbones that are, extending out. He looks creepy as shit. And he didn't when in, in his youth as well. So, obviously, this, like, long hair now, like, really kind of shabby, homeless-like look that he is giving off, and she was freaked out. But she notices, like, because, obviously, this this disheveled look, but he is wearing an orange parka, so he actually stands out. So she manages to actually get into the car and get away from there. But then, when the police is actually on the lookout for this guy... The witnesses report that he has been seen getting out of the house in an orange parka. So she gives police this info and gives them the name. And now when they look him up, like, they find out his gun information. So they know it's the gun that, like, they found the bullets of on the screen. They find his of mental illness and everything that we are going to uncover in this story. So they know where he lives, the police actually goes to his flat and now it's like that thing where they kind of surround him and they're like knocking, you know Hey Richard, you at home, can you get the fuck out so we can, you know, get rid of you for a lifetime He doesn't answer, (laughs) but then he actually thinks that they have left so he just like roams out of the flat like Yeah, like nothing happened, they have just left But he's coming out, like holding this like McDonald's bag they arrest him and in the bag they find brain matter. Yep, didn't spoil that part of the story. He was eating toddler's brain. Do you remember when I said it will get more disgusting? Mm-hmm. They find a diaper inside. The mixture, this guy was filth. This guy was absolute filth. Like his home was filth, everything about him is just absolutely disgusting. So, like, they obviously lose the last hope they had for the toddler and him being alive. Like, during the interrogations, He still sticks to the story that he only killed animals. Like, mate, I only killed dogs. Like, what is the problem? Can you charge me for that? Probably yes, Richard. Like, that's already an offense. You shouldn't be killing nobody. But like, why are you sticking to this? Whose brain is in your bag? Like, how can you... This guy has so many mental health issues, it's not even funny, it's not even a joke. And when the police goes into his flat, this is why I could not be a police officer, cause you never know what kind of freak lives there. They find like blood everywhere, blood stained evidence, you know, victim different victims' blood, of course, because he was drinking it. And they find bloody blender. He was making smoothies with people's blood and animal's blood. And everything just a blender of hell just, can you look at the blender the same way again i can't and they find a calendar with word today written like for the past dates plus 44 future dates this guy has planned 44 future attacks okay it's important to know he was what you know profilers would call disorganized killer right so he didn't plan attacks he was just like no these dates it was more to do with, as we'll learn later, with, like, his need for blood consumption. So it was like, these days, you know, I need another supply. Like, I need another fix. So they find a toddler in the nearby church. Basically, Richard, like, obviously kind of knew his, you know, end was coming. So he just disposed of toddler's decapitated body near the church. Just, you know, in a box, because complete disconcern about human life in the trial prosecution was after him trying to prove that he knew what he was doing he eventually admitting to killing the toddler but in order to avoid a death penalty the defense tried to have chase found guilty of a second degree murder which would result in a life sentence so the case actually hinged on his history of mental illness and the lack of planning in his crimes, so again, very disorganized. Even with that, today in his calendar, they kind of couldn't prove that he actually planned which victims, you know, the dates, more details on them. And they were giving, yeah, evidence that they were not premeditating. After the trial, Chase was sentenced to die in the guest chamber. And while waiting to die, he became, like, a feared presence in prison. People were like, don't mess with this guy. Don't mess. If he has a sharp object, if he has any object nearby, do not mess with this kid. So, like, including gang members. This kid was just so eerie and such, uh, had such dead eyes that you would never mess with him. According to the prison guards and prison officials, uh, other inmates often tried to convince him to commit suicide because they were too fearful to get close enough to him to, like kill him themselves. He also had, like, a couple of interviews with, like, FBI agents, during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. Again, how many times? How many times can it be somebody else's fault? He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive. Again, what I was saying, it is more about the blood consumption, which he believed any person would do. Like, any person in my case would have done the same thing. No, Richard, some people might have just looked for help. So he asked this FBI officer to give him a radar gun with which he would apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders. Oh my days. This is not even like, oh, I'm applying guilt to somebody else. This is, again, this guy was a schizophrenic. He had mental illnesses. I am not making fun of other people in these situations, but it's just his delusions are slightly more nonsensical than others. It's Nazi UFOs, first of all, when have you collided those two worlds? But then, like, he wants to apprehend Nazi UFOs from prison to bring them to justice. It's not like I'm passing a guilt to somebody else. no. It's like, I'm passing it on to a specific group of people, and I will apprehend them myself, because I'm the hero of the story. Then, he also... So this is how it goes with Ritra. It's like a very serious conspiracy theory. And then it goes into complete bollocks. Like, complete nonsensing, what the fuck am I hearing now? So then he asked the F- FBI agent, wrestler, for a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pe- No... Then he hands him a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants' pockets, believing that the prisoners of his shows were in league with the Nazi and attempting to kill him. So so what's macaroni and cheese going to do to you? Like, how is it going to help? Oh, boy. Just imagine, like, you're an FBI, like, you're trying to understand this human, and they just hand you macaroni and cheese, and they're talking about Nazi and UFOs, and you're like, you killed people. You ate a toddler's brain, how do I explain this to my supervisors? So of course, prison didn't actually agree with this guy, he couldn't sleep because in his real life he was a night owl, so he would just sleep during the day and operate at night. So this didn't agree with him and one day he was just found dead by a guard because he overdosed on the pills that he was given for the hallucinations. So again, was justice really served? He would have had a death sentence regardless. In guest chamber, out of all, it's kind of cynical because he was afraid of Nazi UFOs and he was to be committed to a guest chamber. I mean, it's only logical in his head. It's logical in my head if I think about it that way. I think the families would have been happier knowing that he is actually serving time rather than he overdosed and died and, you know, cut his life short while he cut their loved ones' lives short. Let's briefly discuss uh, details of his other crimes as well. One thing I think is actually crucial here that he admitted to the police officers once he investigated, because they asked him, like, how did you pick these victims? He managed to actually find a house everywhere where, you know, it was... It was, like, really pretty. Like, you know how women looked in 70s with, like, those nice, huge hair. Those Like, both of these victims look like they could be part of, like, that 70s show. It's... It's actually, yeah, it's actually insane. But how he chose the victims is... In his head, he said, if the door is unlocked, he would just go into the house. So basically, he would just try the door, and if the door was locked, that means he was unwelcome. What I find so bizarre, like, is... Remember Ted Bundy, and um, when people knew, hey, his types are, like, his type was brunettes, I think? Everybody started dyeing their hair. So again, had people known, you know, hey, if I just make sure I lock my door every day, if the country was just on high alert, but obviously this information because it was Richard Chase and he was disorganized, schizo. This information only came out after, like in the postmath, which I think like helped him a lot and like possibly he wouldn't even be able to access people's houses to kill if like this information had been known. So his other his first victim, um well, first victim that he did all this desecration to was Teresa Wallen. She was actually three months pregnant as well. So she just left the door, like went inside to take the garbage and take it out and he barged into the house. he, he shot her, he had sex with her corpse and while doing it he was stabbing her multiple times again something that will kind of become his modus operandi. He filled the bucket with her blood. he goes yeah into the tub again, he showers with her blood, he drinks some of it. He would kill if they would have to, if they ever have pets, of course, that's how he started, he would kill the pet as well. He found a dog, killed a dog, but found like dog's poop and actually shoved the poop into Teresa's mouth. Stop desecrating women like this. This is the part that pains me the most out of this whole fucking bizarre story. Cause he just. <sighs> Just imagine like families and everybody needs to live with this because it is a crucial detail so of course media is gonna have a fucking field day. So this is everywhere. Imagine just dying and dying in such a like desecrating way. Like this guy, what he did, it's just, that's why. It's just hospitalize people. Get them, get them help. Like if they start behaving, like if they start showing these signs, When they were a kid, man, nobody fucking deserves to die and, like, for their body to be desecrated like this. So, you know, like, the website findagrave.com? So, like, her husband, David Wallen, who later, like, had her cremated... Because in that case, I mean, cremating is honestly the best way to go about it. And had her ashes scattered in the coastal town of Jenner, where, like, they love visiting and camping. What's that fucking story? Like... I hated this guy so much during this research. Not that I stopped hating him now, it's just... I'm, trying to, I'm telling you this story so that it goes from my brain, okay? <laughs> so that I disturb somebody else. That's how I tell you stories. Okay, let's go into Richard Chase's background and find out why he did and continue doing what he was doing. So, Richard's background. So his mom was a teacher and his dad was a computer specialist somebody tell me what the hell that meant in the 70s what, what was a computer specialist what he knew hardware for stuff like what <laughs> like he knew how to recognize a computer from oh, television what the fuck <laughs> oh god i'm gonna get so much hate for not knowing technology and its timeline okay another weird thing is like his dad's name was also richard why? Why do people do this? Especially if you birth somebody who is gonna be famous or infamous for certain reasons. Why do you name them? I guess you can't know that. But then, still, regardless, why name the child? How you know? Like how imaginative have you been during you know having like nine months of pregnancy and you're like, no, they're gonna carry my name because now I have to refer to one as Richard Senior and one Richard Junior. Nobody wanted this. Okay. Richard chases, chase family. Nobody wanted it, So he had, like, a pretty normal childhood. But then once his sister was born, Richard Sr. struggled financially. See what I have to do? His wife, but she left him to discipline the kids. There were reports that he would shake them aggressively. Don't shake your kids. It's like, there is that, like, shaken head syndrome. Because, like, if you shake your child when they're, like, really small, yes, it can affect them and the brain don't do it. So, as plenty of kids in the 70s, like, there was some, you know, neglect. In this family as well, it was kind of like kids were left to do their own, but the parents were constantly fighting. This wasn't even 70s. Like, 70s was when his kid was killing. His childhood was in the 50s. How was this guy a computer specialist in the 50s? Me not getting life. Anyways, please, somebody tell me. So, obviously, like, a lot of blame here might fall onto the mom because it is 50s, and then it was, you know, supposed to be, like, on the mom to bring up the child and to do a good job of it. And then the dad was just there to bring the money and, you know, just drink, I guess. He was starting to live roughly, like, once his sister was born, and then by the age of 10 he was displaying the McDonald's triad. So, cruelty to animals Bad betting, Always, I forget the third one Setting fires, yep, remembered it It just takes a while Why does it take a while? He, He, like, explicitly started torturing cats Again, I don't know why But cats get it the worst From these, like, from whoever Whoever, like, was a serial killer They started off with cats Cats really, like, can't catch a break so at this point, his mom was actually seeing multiple psychiatrists, they had financial problems, so they actually managed to catch a break and move into a house, but then they lost it due to these problems. Psychologists basically say that moving house is frequently as a child can also enhance violent offending and substance abuse in the future, because it's kind of that instability in the childhood, obviously, if it is enhanced by or the instability in the house as well. So, was he a strange child in the house? Yes, of course, of course he was. So he would pretend to be cooking during the night. God, this is so fucking weird. Everything, that, okay, this background part gets me every time. He'd pretend to be cooking, then he would turn up the oven and the hob, so he would like, make it insanely hot, and then he would open up the windows and lie naked on the living room couch. You know. Just because, again, what you'll see is that logic is a completely different entity in Richard Chase's mind. Richard Sr., drinking, escalates. And he starts the separation from the wife. What I put here is like, now is when the unstable taking you from your mom to come home, stay with me period starts. It's like, typical if he was at his mom, like the dad would just appear and be like, no, he's spending today with me. It's just that instability again, so I don't think it's even moving the houses as much as this. It's like once they actually separate, that the dad and the mom are just like constantly like, no, he's actually supposed to spend the day with me. And like, no, I actually have the time today, so I'm seeing him. A beautiful breathing around for a criminal. This is not the intended parenting advice corner. But just from the experience in my family, when you don't agree as adults... You give the child the ability to just boss you around. It's a it's a smartphone here, right? yeah. It just text each other like, hey, you know, this is the schedule for this week, yeah? It's not like a kid bosses around, okay? Moving on. Every podcast and every freaking article that I read about this focuses on this again, just just again, like, what everybody chooses to focus on differently, and I'm just like, why am I reading this again and again? So he had shitty grades in school, which, duh, doesn't come as any surprise, but everybody's like, oh yeah, he had C's and D's, but he still managed to graduate from college. (sighs) There's different ways to graduate from college, guys, you know... If um, you are Richard Chase and everybody's looking at you like a school weirdo, they want you to graduate, they they want you to move the fuck on and never step your foot into the school again. So his teenagehood, he starts taking a lot of drugs, because, again, this is where the story goes. And this is, so it's his teenagehood, like, he dates a girl and she dumps him because he had erectile dysfunction, so he starts seeing psychiatrists because of this. Because obviously it is kind of a problem if you were a teenager. He tells him it's because of his suppressed anger. And, uh, you know, like in a typical, oh, you're not going to tell me, you know, what to do, he starts exploiting this suppressed anger. Right? Again, onto animals and then eventually escalates. Because it's not like you should be proving somebody right. No? This is also when he starts telling people somebody stole his pulmonary artery. This is going to be coming on the reg. Every day, he's like, this is gonna become, like, a regular excuse. It's like, how are you doing, Rich? Not too well. Somebody snuck up on me last night and stole my pulmonary artery. Just imagine if somebody just, you know, came up to you, yeah? Normal conversation, like, hmm, yeah, somebody just stole this part of my body. And, like, fuck this day, why did I get up? Why did I go to work today? What was that all about? Okay, so he has C's and D's in high school, yeah? I think I said college, it's high school. Um, he manages to pass it because, again, people want him to get the fuck out of there. When he goes to college, he was expelled from it because, again, he wasn't either turning up or just wasn't having grades. And, yeah, at college, they kind of don't want to tolerate that shit. They're like, you. you're here by your own choice, get the fuck out. But he doesn't go back to live with his parents. So one day, he's just, like, sitting on somebody's lawn, like, you know, other students, And he just, like, starts chatting them up once they come back to their house. And he actually convinces them to move in with them. Again, how this guy was not a charmer. But I think, like, at that point, he still wasn't, like, completely gone in his head. So, like, drugs started sort of ruining him. But it wasn't to that degree that he couldn't actually, you know, like, talk people into things. So, now, because his idol is shit, he's just, like, spending all of his time in this flat... He becomes paranoid, <laughs> like to the point he would bolt up like his door and leave also the closet door open as well. And in his words, this was so nobody could sneak up on him. Who's gonna sneak? Who is looking for you, Richard? This is why this is sad because this guy was so paranoid during this whole time, thinking that somebody's after him. Nobody's after you, Richard. They just they just want you to get up with help or like start behaving normally. He also starts taking oranges and squeezing them, like squeezing his head in between the oranges, right? So that he would absorb vitamin C that way. Again, his nobody told his child that you should just peel the oranges and fucking eat them. So this is also when he would like get naked and stare at him in the mirror to observe his bones because he thought that his bones were separating. It was like, yeah, pulmonary artery is already gone. Bones are separating. I need vitamin C. Come on, guys, you understand me. You feel me. Relatable, yeah? I'm so relatable. So this is when you can see that it's the background of mental illness. His family and childhood were not stable at all. And his mom was seeing a psychiatrist as well, so probably, like, some mental illness in the family as well. Plus, everything was just tripling, like, was just doubly was just quadrupling in intensity because of the drugs. He was taking as well. The most bizarre part is, he's still, like, living with flatmates at this point. And they kind of were like, okay, Richard, you kind of need to leave. Like, this is just not normal. Like, you know, we're trying to go into your room, we can't go into the room. Or if we go, you're just naked staring at yourself in the mirror, saying weird shit, squeezing fucking oranges against your head. Yeah, you gotta go. He's like, no, I'm not going. So, they all leave. <laughs> because, again, that makes sense in a shared flat. I guess. Because he needs to pay. It. I don't know. Okay, so finally, it's like, yeah, but I can't actually afford this, right? So he moves back in with his mom. By the way, he would, like, during this period, it was, like, on and off. The timeline is kind of, like, wobbly. Because he would end up in jail, like, multiple times. And then his parents, one of his parents, would always bail him out. But after this, so, like, this time now, when he moves in with his mom, and, like, mom bails him out of the jail, he actually would grow every time even more paranoid. Because he would think, like, the police was poisoning him, so, like, the police is actually trying to, like, get to him again. So, like, what if they have poisoned me there, like, you know, when they interrogate him and gave me what, like... Again, it just becomes beyond everything you have heard. Okay, so this period, sort of, like, again, teenagers, is when he actually escalates and, like, starts capturing animals and eating them raw. So this is where the blender comes into the story for the squeamish ones. He would blend them with Coca-Cola in a blender. Gross. Just imagine the taste. What is guy for? Again, this is why this story is all based on mental illnesses. You actually need to think like you are lacking something seriously It'd be blending blood with like Coke. So this is done compulsively because he thought it would make his heart a normal size and, like, it would help his bones to develop. It was already developed, again, just if you just caught, like, bees in school and learned some biology. I don't know, I think this is, again, like, Eastern European stereotype. But, like, my mom, even now, if I go at like age of 27, she would make me like drink a, like a mug of milk in the morning and then in the evening. And I'm like, why is this necessary, mom? I mean, yeah, I'm tolerant to milk like more than anybody I know. But, um, uh, and she'd be like, no, 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 your bones are still developing. I'm like, pretty, pretty sure that has stopped. But, okay, mom. So, um, yeah, it's something like that, but completely different. Okay. <laughs> So, now he's, like, he's moving back in with his parents, but, like, his parents are, like, still in the process of separating, so he's spending, like, some time with his mom's, some with with his dad's. Again, this would not be fun for a teenager, even if everything was normal. But in this case, nothing was normal, right? During this time where he's, like, in between houses, he sexually assaults a woman at a party, So he, like, starts groping her and stuff because he doesn't know how to talk to women. Never learned. And this time his dad bails him out of the jail. So basically it was at a party and then, like, the police actually, like, came to arrest him. And, like, his gun slipped out of his jacket as well. So they were like, okay, so is this gun even registered? Like, we kind of have to, like, you know... Put you in in custody for a night his dad bills him out and this is when they were like okay fuck this let's change of environment they sent him to live with his grandma again if it was uncool to live with the parents how is it going to be any better sending him to with his grandma so at his grandma's house grandma like is freaked out because he is talking to himself constantly mostly during the night and she also catches him doing a headstand every day explanation of this is that his blood needs to reach his head. So he's just like, they're chilling on his head in a headstand. That can't be healthy, again. You can't, like, do that for more than, what, ten minutes a day. That cannot be any, like, healthy to do. I put, he continued his vitamin C inducement habit. So he would this time, he would, I don't know why but he Probably because to leave the oranges around the head for a longer time, he would actually wrap his head into something. Just picture this, yeah? He's wrapping oranges around her head with, like, some freaking balaclava or some shit. You know, in a scarf. His grandma just coming home being like, Oh, God, this needs to stop. What did I sign up for? So you might have noticed he's pretty much a hypochondriac by now. But he actually starts complaining about the head injuries, you know, about the pulmonary artery stuff, about everything. So, like, his paranoia kind of comes into, like, hey, he's complaining that everything suddenly hurts. So he sees neurologists, he sees GPs, he's admitted to a hospital. He again gives them all these stories. So once he was in the hospital his mom actually realized like she came to visit him and she was like no, you're giving him too many meds, you know he's kind of behaving like a zombie he's not the Richard that, you know, we know it's like maybe that was a good thing for a while again, no so she releases him to home care which means Richard just goes back to his own ways so once he was released his dad actually catched him inject himself, himself with a syringe full of rabbit's blood when somebody catches you doing this why do you even say whose blood you're injecting yourself with? Like, hey, it's, it's an infusion. Like, if you're. This again speaks to the mental health issues, okay? That you can't separate, that you can't actually just be like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm just flowing blood. It's actually recommended. No, you're like, this is rabbit's blood, Dead. Why are you doing any of this, Richard? <laughs> if you. Again, not advice to criminals. But if you're already injecting yourself with animals' blood, don't say it's animals' blood. Also, this could not be healthy. I'm sorry, but who told you? Just some some biology, some lessons at school should have gone through to this guy, just to be like, no, this is not healthy, because the Google didn't exist then, so that's why. Just go to school, kids in the fifties, okay? Go back to your past and go to all of your lessons in school. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's logical, my yeah. Don't do classes online now because no, you time travel to the past, time travel, yeah. What, what am I about? What is happening? Okay, where is Richard? Richard is injecting himself with Rabbit's blood. <sighs> Good job, Richard. Okay. While he's back and forth with these menst- mental institutions in there, he gets a nickname Dracula. Like just imagine these professionals like are allowing somebody to be nicknamed Dracula. Like, what are we doing? Like, how professional is everybody in this story? Like, to not notice. I mean, I hope that the medicine has developed so far that we can see red flags and red signs of somebody. If somebody was to be hospitalized for something like this now, this wouldn't have happened, you know? He wouldn't have gained a nickname, Dracula. And also, he wouldn't have been just uh, left out because his mom is like, yeah, home care. Or, you know, just would have been hospitalized for a substantial amount of time until actually some professionals... Conclude, deduce a conclusion that he's cured and he's safe to be out on the street. So, again, he is in a mental institution short periods of time, again, until administrators tell him he's not a danger. Again, just letting somebody out. Great, round of applause. So, he gets out. Now, the parents are like, yeah, we can't le- let him live with us or the grandma, so they get him his own apartment. Again, how smart is this? You caught the guy inject himself with a fucking syringe fuck me okay 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 your choice your choice this is totally not gonna escalate in a second (laughs) my next line is this is when the blood drinking escalates you know it's a great story this is a line in the freaking script so he'd steal neighbor's pets drink their blood and then harass the neighbours so he would just like ring them up so this is the year obviously of no caller ID so they were like yeah whoever the fuck is calling someone just calling at landline be like hey yeah you know remember your pet and just like they're obviously petrified it's like yeah you, you know I just drank their blood you won't be able to find him Richard why, why was this necessary he was also during this time he was also obsessed with the pair of stranglers called hillside stranglers that were operating at the time and he believed yeah he was part of this nazi ufo conspiracy the explanations for for this just go from like again like conspiracies and then i was doing this because this was necessary for me to punish myself like stick to one of the they're completely two opposite worlds like complete opposite to him drinking blood and eating organs so he did this as part of the illusion that he needed to prevent Nazis from turning his blood into powder via poison they had planted beneath his soap dish. Are you following? I love how the logic of this was to drink blood, not to get rid of the soap dish or whatever, or move, move houses. What is it in every house? Is it in like where the soap is? Then remove the soap figure out your toilet situation when it comes to this it just pains my head okay put some oranges around it no no not appropriate (laughs) the next paragraph of the story makes my blood boil Richard you wouldn't even like my blood okay if you were alive you wouldn't like it boiled you would like it cold and dead okay again not appropriate but what the fuck is the next paragraph the way that this escalates the relationship with his mom just resolves because, so he comes to visit her once, he goes into the house, he knocks her down with a dead cat in her face. He just, like, slams the dead cat's body into the face. Normal fucking visit. Then he proceeds to smear the cat's blood on his face. So he is on the ground, kneeling down, ripping the stomach of the cat open, so ripping the cat open with his bare hands, He's smearing the blood all over the face and screaming. And his mom just, like, calmly returns inside, you know, shuts the door. This doesn't innocent like the incident to the police? Like, this is a completely normal day, you know? Oh, uh, it's just another Monday. What are we doing here, woman? When I read this, I was so pissed off. I was like, yo. Yeah, if, if in my house, if I send mom with, with my hand... It, like a beating of a lifetime. Like, what do you mean? Like, she was fucking report me. Like, I've been jail. <laughs> like, no, bitch, this is unacceptable. You can't like, you can't do this to your family. Like, what are we on about? So the man was actually so fearful of him that, like, one time, like when he attacked her, she actually managed to like go through to nine one one. And he, like, he figured it out. Like, it was, she tried to snatch, like, he tried to snatch the phone out of her hands, but he figured out that she actually managed to get through to the police. So she ran, and she just never pressed charges again. Just, Richard just wins today. It's just another Monday. Just no, like, there were plenty of chances. What I'm trying to say, there were plenty of chances to, like, hospitalize Richard Chase all over again, and to proceed to, like, just, this guy, like, should remain hospitalized, and try to get cured. Again, not blaming it on the parents here But boy, if somebody slams a cat into your face How does that not, like, piss you off? There was this other occasion This is all when it starts escalating So he's caressing neighbors, eating their pets, drinking their blood So there's this occasion where the police finds the abandoned car And, like, they look inside, like, it's the middle of the road And there's a gun, and there's cow's liver Just, like, you know, on the passenger seat And they're like, okay, this is fucking weird. But they're like, hey, we are familiar. And you know, there's this guy in town who does this on the reg, yeah? Like, he must be around. So they look, and in the field, Richard is just naked and covered in cow's blood. His defense is, please, Richard, what what, what is happening? Please explain yourself. It's okay. The the blood is mine, it's leaking out of my body. The most bizarre part out of this is that the police let him go. Can you test the blood? What if it's human blood? First of all, I'm not saying that killing a cow is not bad enough, but, like, what if it is human blood? What if this guy has just been out killing people? Are we doing anything? No, police let him go. Because they don't know what to charge him with. It's like, well, killing animals is, you know, not really a crime. But a heavy test, heavy you know discarded all of the other things that it could be so like his dad obviously like again picks him up it's like okay hey police officer yeah just another day in my life and Richard is just like oh it's just a misunderstanding uh, he just you know to his dad he says like he spilled rabbit blood over his side because again you know rabbits are a habit like that, that didn't escalate before his dad is okay with him interacting himself with rabbit blood so that can work and his son just moves on with the life like nothing is going on it's all great also, in this story, it's the first time that I have heard of a word dognap. As in, you know how you have kidnap? Yep, dognap. Because Richard escalates to kidnapping dogs. They were just never seen again. It was just like neighboring dogs they could just pick up. Never seen again. Nobody, you know, did like DNA of the dogs. Nobody bothered. It was what, 50s, 60s? He escalated into 70s. So, just prior to his first murder, he would escalate, so he manages to get a gun, again, different times, like, people just believe in their words, they'll literally just ask you to, like, tick a box, like, oh, have you ever, ever had mental health issues? He's like, no, tick, straight up. Criminal history? No, of course not. And then, you know, they just handed him a gun. His warm-up kill was it was a drive-by, so he was just, he fired the first bullet, just randomly into a house. And the police again came by, looked into him like, well, nobody was killed, so what can we do? Yep, you have a bullet in your house. Again, just, you know, g- get the bullet, what gun is it? Who has that gun in their possession? Nah. And then he's like, okay, well, that went smoothly. So, like, the next day, he actually goes another drive-by and he shoots Ambrose Griffin. Does anybody remember the song Drive-by by Train? I think it was a band. It was kind of like uni days. Well, my uni days. What's Train doing right now? Are they still recording music? Let me know, yeah? Completely inappropriate detail again of this story. So, after this, of course, he's again. didn't get caught. So, the next day... He is, like, starting his habit of coming up to houses if they're unlocked. He just takes that as a sign to come in. And as we know, then, this just escalates. Because he gets taste for blood and murder. And he murders two women and completely desecrates their bodies. If you're still with me, still stuck with me, let's discuss the motives behind this guy's crimes. Okay, as a primary motive here, I put untreated medical conditions. Because he had too many. He was, I think, like diagnosed as schizophrenia. Like, schizophrenia? Schizophrenia. You know, he had family f- mental issues. So family was seeing a psychiatrist, and he was... And it's just, again, that thing where, you know, he should have been hospitalized for a long time and not just been, like, passed on into, back into the world. How many times again here have we seen that they had opportunities to stop him, the whole of his family to report him, to stop him? Well, like they just continue to bail out because it's a kid, and it's that thing which just—it's not even hospitalizing. It's just like keeping somebody away from their addictions. Like if something displays itself into childhood, and then it's just enhanced by drugs. It's like okay, we keep you away from animals. No, like you just stick away from that. Because otherwise you might as well believe in Richard's defense. And this is that he was motivated because it was self-defense and he was losing so much blood. And, you know, it was all Nazi UFOs conspiracy and they were turning his blood into what? Powder or something? Whatever he said. But yeah, if you believe him, that was the motive behind his crimes. I put it as a secondary motive, but I think it is part of the first, because um, I found this article on the antisocial personality disorder and how it's related to Richard Chase. basically says, like, he had a habit, like, felt enjoyment out of killing animals. Not only did he kill them, but he has shown signs of raw foodism. It's just a posh, nice way of saying, like, eating animals raw. So later he developed the habit um, into full-on cannibalism, he always knew there was something wrong with him. He knew he had failed to conform to society norms and essentially become normal. And this led to, obviously, as we said, many arrests and involvement with the authorities. Another reason why he's suffering from uh, antisocial personality disorder. You know, signs of cannibalism and his inability to conform to society's norms conclude he was a victim of antisocial personality disorder himself as well. And it also did play a large role in the mass murders and the crimes. He did. Commit. So I think, again, you can argue with one thing, like, he was completely conscious, you know, he was aware of his medical conditions and didn't do anything about it himself, but then, to another degree, it's like, when these things possess you, shouldn't it be somebody else, you know, preferably your parents and anybody that actually flags it, yet yeah, to the society, and then, in that sense, you are sort of yourself... A victim of your mental disorders, and it needs to be somebody professional that actually makes that decision for you. So, yeah, the moral of this story is that everybody is guilty and nobody's really clean, and his parents should have done something, professionals should have done something, and probably Richard Chase should have seen him help himself. I wonder how many of you actually think that, you know, blood was in his DNA. <laughs> oh, God. You, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, of course blood was in his DNA, but, like, consuming blood was in his DNA? That he was vampire because he was born like that? Nature versus nurture? Yeah, let me know. Yeah, are, are you gonna email me being like, yeah, my blood was definitely in his DNA, you fucking dumb bitch. So that's the story of a vampire of Sacramento, Richard Chase. Didn't you love it? Like, don't you want to eat right now, straight away? Yeah? Don't you want to blend a smoothie for yourself? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> The sources for this podcast have been true crime all the time. By the way, I love my Kingy They're like one of my first true crime podcasts that's, that I've listened to. You know, I'm sorry for everybody that um, listens to this as their first true crime podcast. You know, this is not how it's done, but it's also how it's done. <laughs> okay, God, can I go through the sources at any point? No. But yeah, I'm bitching to, like, some episodes that I might have skipped, like, in the past or I haven't listened to on True Crime all the time. I love it because they don't cover, like, the most famous cases, but they don't just cover the most famous cases, so I'm like, hey, you know, me too, yeah, we have this bond, okay. Uh, Podcast Serial Killers Podcast, All Things Interesting website, Murderpedia, love it, love it, love it. (sighs) Murderpedia. Does it have donations? If it does, guys, donate in my name. Yeah, my name. And a list verse. This verse is great for like the most gruesome facts that you can find of a murder. You know, just the kind of stuff that this podcast covers. So uh, yeah, check everybody out. Well, that has been the case for today. Moving on. Okay, I'm gonna keep this section really light because by the time you're listening this. I will have just returned from Elton Towers. You know, I'm not gonna hit you with a life is a roller coaster, but currently it is. I'm actually really surprised they still haven't cancelled it due to, you know, the pandemic. Hopefully they don't. Uh, but if they do, I'll be probably pissed and venting on social media so you'll know about it. After listening to this podcast, I did a minisode on another vampire, Elizabeth Pettery, so head off uh, to Patreon and listen to that. It's about just 15 minutes long, but yeah, it covers everything in the BAM style. It also has a weird story about how not to fall for your cousin, even when your cousin is hot. So if that sounds like a piece of healthy information you wanted me to share with you, you know, you know where to find me. I have only one recommendation for you this week, but it's epic. It, it was a lot of crying <laughs> so So It's the Oprah Winfrey show, the podcast So it's the podcast obviously That just involves the best bits Of her shows chosen by her so different moments, different families, you know, everything from divorce to, like, how to save up your money. And there was this epic one that I listened to the other day, which is, again, like, I kind of need to flag this every... Just because I'm really fascinated when podcasts mention this as well. So it's the episode How to Protect Yourself Against an Attacker. So I knew that you should never let anybody get you to a secondary location. So no matter what you do, if somebody tries to kidnap you, just scream, just don't get into the car, don't get like anywhere else where they have the full control of the situation but she has this safety expert that also says stopping resisting is actually a myth like you should definitely always resist even like when kidnapping in a situation because what they say is like you are not making that person angry they're already angry themselves so like you resisting is not making them angrier it's actually like helping you save your life which like i never actually heard somebody you know voice those words exactly that way but it's so true because you should always be on the lookout on how to save your own ass, how to save your life and you know come out of there the best like the most unharmed as possibly like as you possibly can so there you go this podcast now gives you advice on how to survive as well beyond other dumb recommendations that I make. So you know what I'm gonna be listening to the train to Elton, where I might or where I might not actually enjoy my weekend. Because I always knew my life needs to still get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. But didn't you know, that's gonna involve like the whole world as a concept, you know, with the pandemic and the whole world going to shit before either we all die or it gets a lot better. So, uh, me and the world are on the same wavelengths, you know, for once. Oh God, it. it's so sad. It's like it's not just my life that's sad. It's the whole world that's going to shit. Great, great. Is there saving? Is there saving? So wow, what a note am I leaving you on this Monday? Isn't going to go into the next meeting and be like I can't deal with this. Maya said there might be not like there might not be saving. Please, manager, let me go home. Are you working from home? Yeah. Let me know how is your uh, company dealing with work from home policy and coronavirus among, you know, the actual thing that I want you to email me about, which is did you crack any motives behind like the most fucked up crimes? Like other vampire crimes, did you? Did you are the blood Is blood in their DNA? Was blood always in their DNA? <laughs> Podbam at gmail dot com. And I'm currently running polls on Twitter, so that BAM pod. Where you choose the cases I cover in April, you have all the power yet again what is this am i just like a little titere what the fuck is the word puppet I oh, I just a puppet to you <laughs> play me like in the school play don't you just kidding just kidding i actually love that i'm gonna hand the reins to somebody else to choose the cases and then i just do the research and you just hear me cover them and you actually want to listen to them and not to my fucking <laughs> idea of what you want to listen so yeah that would be great for a change So you go into your next meeting and tell them that your life is gonna get a lot shittier before it gets a lot better. But so is the world. So just keep making it a better place, one motive at a time. Come on, go ahead, move on with your Monday now. Bye guys!